0: Welcome back to another episode of Being an Artist is Fucking Killing Me. I'm Corinne. And I'm Rainy. Welcome back. Happy Tuesday. Happy
1: Tuesday. How are you, Rainy?
0: I have a little bit of vocal fry
1: <laughs> from <Yeah>. the <this>
0: weekend. <laughs> from screaming for three hours? From screaming for three hours. Um, last weekend, it was Corinne's birthday, so we got real
1: wild. It was a wonderful day, though. Yes,
0: We did you have fun?
1: I had so much fun. I did. It was like a jammed day. Went for like brunch in the morning and then went to Other Ship, which is this really cool new spa in downtown Toronto that is a sauna and a cold plunge. Which to me, I was like kind of sus about in the beginning because I was like, this sounds really woo woo. You know, it's like good for inflammation and it's good for recovery and all these kind of things, which just feels like bro science. (laughs) right you know something that joe rogan would talk about over and over and over again right yeah but it's actually a real thing and it was like very fun and i highly suggest if it's something you want to just like try out um and then rainy organized a private surprise pole dance lesson for me and some girlfriends which was like super fun and something i've wanted to do for a long time guys Um, pole dancing i'm like
0: still sore from it
1: (laughs) I had like bruises on the inside of my arms. Yeah. I have it on
0: my leg, on the inside of my legs, like, or Ugh. like on the, on the two spots, like where you hold the pole like between the knee and the yeah. knee. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wild. So fun. It was super um, fun. And then we ordered pizza and got ready at Rainey's and then we went and had a fun night at for, went for bottle service. We did. We so- went out, out, <laughs> out. <laughs> we went out and it was so fun. And Yeah. It was great. It was a great day.
0: Yay. Um,
1: I got bangs. There's two and people no, asked. She is not having a midlife crisis. Two Don't people work. asked me that when I was like, "Oh, I have bangs now." They're like, "Are you okay?" <laughs> and my roommate came home Friday night, and I was mid-dying my hair, and she's like, "And I was like, I have bangs," and she was like, "Did you cut them yourself?" <laughs> I was like, "No, no, no." She's like, "Okay, so are you okay?" <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you are okay, right? I'm okay. Yeah, yeah I just it's have pinker hair, and I'm trying out a new hairstyle. We'll see. We'll see about the bangs. Looks great. I think it looks great. Thank you. I just like feel like they're in my face a lot, which I like don't love.
0: Maybe when they grow it a little bit, it'll be
1: better. Yeah. I'm wearing a roller in my hair now. just my bangs when I'm getting ready. How very lexi on euphoria of you) <laughs> <laughs>
0: y'all a little bit of like uh talking about the world and a little bit of a bone to pick with the new york times Mm. i was um on the new york times the other day and it took me like four clicks of like the queen of new york times talking about the queen having covid before it even got to anything about the ukraine and then there was nothing about the floods in australia so everyone the world is a very scary place right now and um we are extremely lucky to be in canada right now even though we complain about it all the time yeah Uh, and it it's just like so interesting that there's people who are like protesting their fucking freedom you know in ottawa and in toronto right now and you know we have so many friends who have family in the ukraine who like can't get out and like can't flee and lucas's family like we haven't heard from them we hadn't heard from them in three days because they're in they were living on the top floor of their house and their entire basement was filled with water and they were just watching it rise and they didn't have service. So listen, like there's so many organizations to go check out and go mm-hmm. donate to. People need supplies. Like people in Australia can't leave their houses to get groceries. And even when they do, they can't pay because there's no power. Because there's no power and they don't have cash. So let's all just like send some good thoughts and go to organizations and donate what you can and just kind of be educated and take a moment today to to really recognize your own privilege living in Canada right now.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I would also just like want to point out that even though we're not like addressing these worldly topics in like the podcasts or like we're not talking about them specifically, like we are aware that they're going on And I just like, don't like, personally, I don't feel like educated enough to like talk about what's happening Mm -hmm. specifically with Russia and Ukraine, you know, Mm -hmm. all I can, all I can add to the conversation is like, wow, this is fucked, you know, Mm -hmm. and that doesn't feel helpful. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) You know? Yeah. And there's lots of people putting in really good work of like sharing organizations and sharing, um, correct information and those, those people are better to look to than, maybe to us with an arts podcast, you know, totally. but we're here for levity yes. and for some normalcy. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah.
0: Um, we just wanted to say that, that we are recognizing what's happening and yeah. it's taking up a large percentage of our thoughts definitely throughout the day. Totally. We are so lucky here at being an artist is fucking killing me um this year we interviewed courtney senior art yeah and she was an amazing guest and for those of you that don't know she actually started art and found day Mm -hmm. so this march 12th 2022 marks the second annual international art and found day so on this day, nearly 600 artists across 37 countries will place free artwork around their communities for local residents to find. If you're an artist of any kind and want to give back to your community, connect with people throughout and encourage creativity, you can register at artandfoundday.com or follow them on Instagram or Facebook at Art and Found day.
1: Yeah. If you didn't listen to that episode, you should definitely go back and listen to her. She is wonderfully funny and wonderfully smart. And I really enjoyed the not the no bullshit way that she talks about her art practice and you know, marketing and building your brand and all those things that were like are constantly yelled at us all the time as artists, you know. And you'll hear more from us about Art and Found Day and you might see a little bit of it on our social medias. Exactly.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, Go check it out, go register.
0: Um, It's super, super cool um experience and day and we're happy that we're able to be a part of it
1: yeah this week we have the wonderful smart beautiful sieski sieski talented musician actress creative yes wonderful
0: she's smart she used to live in toronto she's in vancouver now Mm -hmm. she's blowing up go check out her stuff on spotify and let us know what you think about today's interview here we go thank you so much for being with us
2: thank you so much for having me and reaching out I'm excited
0: yes (laughs) I like want to dive in right away with the um the grant that you got from Priyanka
2: yeah so last summer so summer 2021 oh my god time is such a weird construct right (laughs) now but yeah 2021 (laughs) um I saw ads for this thing called the visibility project and Vizzy is a hard seltzer um fruity beverage and so Delicious. they were looking yeah it's really good <laughs> um and they were looking for fruity pretty you know, <laughs> queer people um just queer people in general across canada to pitch projects um to then receive a grant of five thousand dollars um to bring to life and it was fronted and curated by Canada's Drag Race winner from season one, Priyanka, and uh, Queer Collective out of Toronto. Um, So it was funny, because I literally saw the Instagram ad, I didn't know about the competition at all until like, two days before the deadline, they had pushed out, I think, an Instagram sponsored, because it came up and it was like, visibility project, it was like, get your Get your ideas in, it's due in two days. And I was like, What is this? What is this? And um, (laughs) I had a song that I worked on the previous summer called Lady Deity that's all about like queer femme representation and celebration. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Okay, if there's a time to pitch this, it's probably right now. (laughs) So I just like filmed a video super, super quick. Like it was just 90 seconds. That's it. There was no written application. like no like essay portion it was just sort of who you are 90 seconds of what you wanted to do and then yeah like a week later they were like hey Sieski like we really love your idea but we really want to like get to know more about it Um, would you be able to meet with us on a zoom and so like I got myself prepped for this Zoom. I had like a notebook. I wore my glasses. I was like, she is a serious artist. Let's go. <laughs> Nothing says serious artist more than cool glasses. Like cool glasses. Like I and it's like I was so stressed that I wasn't wearing my contact. Like the reason why I wore my glasses is because I was so stressed out that like my eyes were freaking out. I couldn't put my contacts yeah. in. So like super not cool, but like, you know. Right. And then yeah, I like jumped on this call which I thought I'd need to share more ideas about like project. And then they were like, uh, it was queer collective and they were like, Hey, and they were like, so we don't need to know anything more. Uh, we just need to tell you that like you were a recipient of the Vizy grant. Wow. And I was like, what? And I, <laughs> I think it was also like an early call like this. Cause it was Toronto yeah. time and I'm in Vancouver. Um, and I was just like, I I have never received a grant or like any type of funding for an artistic project prior to that time. Like this was the Mm. first time I'd ever received something. And I was just Mm. like blown away. I was like, what? Like, so yeah, it like consumed my summer last year. It was like a very fast process because we only had eight weeks to like finish everything. Mm -hmm. And like with recording songs generally you have to submit them to streaming services like spotify and stuff yeah. like 6 weeks in advance of the mm-hmm. release date wow so, which yeah. actually only gave us like about 3 weeks to work on the song 4 weeks like which was even pushing it really tight too um yeah so like i actually collaborated with all these amazing artists and friends in toronto for it so it was all remote virtual as i was working full-time two jobs out here oh and like and then I booked a trip to Toronto for literally five days to shoot the video um record all the vocals like track all the vocals for the yeah. song finish up finessing things and then came back and it was just like what and like yeah but yeah like, yeah. like, back like to life, I, was, I guess it was crazy <laughs> I was just like what and like I had a had an interview with um E talk, which was virtual yeah. as well. And it was just like, How is this all happening in my life right now? But through this new like pandemic period lens, right? Of like doing stuff virtually. Like it mm-hmm. was just so it was so strange. Like, I was like, should I be in Toronto? But I'm in Vancouver. Like, people yeah. are always asking me, like, are you from Vancouver? Or are you from Toronto? It's like, well, I'm from Vancouver, but all of my like university connections and friendships are mostly based in Toronto. So it's like, I don't know, I'm a hybrid. I'm a van (laughs) Toronto hybrid. And I still don't know where I fully like belong. Right.
1: Totally. (laughs) Do you think this like online virtual lens that you were just talking about affected your experience of it? Like how you took it in for like excitement or emotionally?
2: Yeah, actually. Cause like, no matter how connected you try to be through this screen life, like it just doesn't emulate the same feelings that like percolate in your body Mm -hmm. when you're literally in physical space with somebody like totally, there's like a tangible thing. And like, this was actually the second kind of virtual thing I did throughout the year. Cause before that I was in um, a singing songwriting, mostly songwriting competition that was virtual too. And like super strange because in prior times you would have gone into a studio and like gotten Mm -hmm. to work one-on-one with like Mm -hmm. these mentors, you would have gotten to track these vocals and things like in a booth. So it was weird because yeah, it's like, you just feel like you're so in your own bubble, but you're trying to Mm -hmm. participate and create this new space, but it definitely does feel separated a little bit, like not quite the same. Yeah. Totally. Does it have a feeling that's
1: like less real? And that's like what I'm imagining.
2: In a sense. Yeah. Mm. Cause like, I mean, I would like, I would like go into my, my retail job, like during the day and tell people like what I was working on and they'd be like, that's so amazing. But like, like, when can I see you perform here? Or like, what are you doing? What's going on here? And I'd be like, you know, like nothing right now or like, like watch out (laughs) for my name soon. But like, and like, that's the strange thing. Cause like, I, I feel like I was hustling so hard in Toronto, but not being seen. And then what's strange is that like, I moved back to Vancouver and both of these opportunities. And there was also a third opportunity, which was like, I wrote music for an Ottawa fringe show. Mm -hmm. again an out east opportunity all these things bubbled up for me like when located here and I don't Mm -hmm. know if it was like something shifted for me right being in like my homeland or I also like finally embodied kind of who I am fully like as a queer woman and like Mm -hmm. I cut my hair off like there are a lot of things that maybe could have attributed to like getting more like traction quote-unquote here but right it has felt really strange because it's like whoa I'm making all this progress I'm feeling momentum but what's happening in my physical life here right like
1: right
0: yeah and what was happening that I mean then maybe it's nothing but like what was happening that it wasn't happening here where all of your connections and and pals were
2: um like in Toronto right yeah I I don't know like it's it's funny like I lived with my best friends who I went to university with um, who are both dancers um, in the Toronto dance scene and like it's uh, we loved living together and we worked so well living together but I wonder if for myself like Music wise, it's really nice to kind of like I live alone for the first time in my life right now. And I feel like as a musician, it's really beneficial to have time and space here like alone that I can literally like pick up my piano or like sing a ditty or whatever, like anytime. And not right. that I didn't have that freedom, like living with my friends, because again, it was a super artistic household. Like, <laughs> right. If you came home and somebody like, wasn't rehearsing something, then it would have been a weird day, you know? Yeah. But um, I, I think that it had to do with, yeah, like maybe just l- like separating myself from a certain type of like comfort or support system that I had maybe in Toronto because they really became like my, like my family out there for so mm-hmm. long. And like, perhaps I maybe just, yeah, hadn't fully separated and therefore like stood as my own pillar. Whereas like when I came here, I really needed to like ground and root and I could be like, this is who I am like, and not have this like friend group I don't know what it is really because like I love them so much right like totally it's it's yeah but there is a difference in like friendships that see you
0: from like I don't know like high school or first year university to where you are at that moment and how are they ever are you ever going to lose the perspective that they have had of you then, you know, does that make sense? Like, are you to them? Yeah. Are that you always going to be this person? And it, and because of that, do you feel like you're unable to be completely who you are because you feel connected to that self?
2: Mm. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I I guess we're. I feel like we as humans are just always shifting and like forming and evolving and like through different avenues or relationships we have to like step up in new ways. Like I think that I just had to personally step up in a way
0: yeah.
2: that I maybe didn't have to because I had the support of my friends around me. Like maybe that's what it is, right? Like it was like, oh, when I met people here, I wasn't meeting people here as like, oh, I'm a student. Like I go to York. Like I'm an aspiring artist. Like I landed in Vancouver and I was like, hey, I am a... Merged artist, like not yeah. merging. I am done merging. I'm emerging. Like, i done. <laughs> I have morphed. I'm a metamorphosis artist. Like, <laughs> I was just like I, I just think I I landed here with more of needing to assert who I was because there was no structure around me that was supportive of that self. Like I needed to just like I like maybe that's what it was, or yeah, just like putting yourself in a new environment and having to kind of harness new, new skills, new ways. Cause I think mm-hmm. when you're friends with people for so long, certain dynamics like form.
0: Of course, yes. Yeah. And
2: like, that's, that's just what happens. Cause we're like, it's human nature, but
0: right.
2: Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. The thing with moving back here too, is that it's always been on my mind. Cause like I grew up here. And then I moved to Toronto when I was 18 started theater school met my best friends and then basically like never left. But I always wondered like, well, what if I move back to Vancouver though? Maybe that city can offer me something different or be a different pool of people, or maybe maybe my like laid back nature will like thrive more like in in a nature setting. You know what I mean? Because yeah, like because I didn't grow up in Toronto with like lots of city, lots of gray, lots of buildings, like I and I didn't even grow up in Vancouver. I literally grew up on the Sunshine Coast, which is a tiny town of five thousand people. Like, do you guys know the Beachcombers from CBC? Yeah. Like the seventies, I think. <laughs> <laughs> like that yeah. town is literally where I was from twelve to eighteen. So, like, kind of the most important years. Yeah. Yep. And like, so really, really small, peaceful, no streetlights, like. A cinema that would play one movie one day a week like on a (laughs) Thursday like yeah and then yeah and then I moved to Toronto and was like whoa the world's huge this is a city here we are and then yeah always wondering though like where do I thrive most you know of course so and I'm still I still don't know the answer but apparently 2021 was like the year of here's Sieski, Here's a bunch of virtual things for you to do while you're in this beautiful place. Now decide where you want to live.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I also wonder a little bit if it's just something that as you comes with age, you're also just like coming more into yourself. And so that big, like move change, just like really solidified. This is like where I need to be. This is who I am.
2: Yeah. That's, that's honestly a really good point. I think like because I think that there was so much growing that happened for me I I often wonder too do you guys ever wonder like what would happen if I had never left like oh yeah what would would my life be if I stayed in that like I wonder sometimes I'm like well what if I stayed in Gibson's and like I don't know like like opened a theater school and like just like had this whole other oh man kind of thing but then I'm like I grew in so many ways because like I excavated myself from my like yeah who I thought I was back then right therefore I like morphed and changed and grew into this person that yeah that's I I think that's why Vancouver is strange for me though too because there's so much history here of like past self Mm. which is sometimes a struggle because like I want to just be I think that I love moving to a new place because nobody knows you and you can kind of define yourself. Yes. Mm -hmm. But then when you move back to a place that you literally grew up in like, and I mean, parents will naturally do this, but I feel like my parents still see me as like a 12 year old who's learning piano and wants to be a singer, you know, rather than like, oh, she's, (laughs) she's working with Canada's drag race winner. Priyanka. <laughs> not like writing tunes in in the studio right now. She's like doing all this stuff. So, yeah, right. it's interesting. Did you have a
0: like did you have a moment when you were living in Toronto where you were like I need to move back?
2: Or was it just like a gradual slow burn? I, I guess it was almost a bit of both. I think that I had <laughs> my roommates and I used to joke that it would be like our our like quarterly or bi-yearly like breakdown of the season like we would all have one and be like you know and I think that happens for all artists like having a moment or at least I have this where I'm like should I pursue something else and then the answer is always no because like I just can't even live with that sentiment like I'm like no, no like I, I need to be doing this thing but um yeah sorry what was the question again I mean, oh,
0: <laughs> It was like, did you have a moment when you were in
2: Toronto where you were like, was there like one
0: specific? You're like, I got to go back.
2: Or I don't think there was one specific, but there were just many times throughout where it would be like, you know, like I didn't land an audition again. Or I think the hardest times for me are when my Joe job life just seems to be running all the time. And like the artistic things would be at a bit of a freeze or a bit of a halt. Mm -hmm. And in those moments, I'd be like, do I want to actually just live by the seawall at least so that during those times when, you know, like things are not happening in the artistic land, like maybe I can just get some artistic mental space by my surroundings mm-hmm. and then always wondering that basically. Um, and, and yeah, just having never, I didn't grow up living downtown Vancouver. Now I live downtown Vancouver. So it's a different, like, I do love this city downtown because it's very small, Vancouver, yes. but like downtown is enough motion that you still feel like you are in, in a like city. The hustle and bustle. Yeah. Yeah. There's still like a little bit, but definitely like nowhere near the same amount as Toronto. So yeah, I think it was just that the hustle of Toronto was so relentless and I loved it, but then I just wondered, do I need a different pace to just align myself with more things that give me joy? right now like right Mm -hmm. yeah and that's always
1: like allowed to change and grow right Mm -hmm. doesn't mean you're never coming back or moving somewhere else
2: completely different exactly exactly yeah yeah Mm -hmm. somebody maybe it was Paige said this to me she was like (laughs) life is an improv (laughs) CSD like remember that like she was like you can make one decision one day because you acted on that impulse you can make another decision like the next week like (laughs) I was like Paige would say that yeah. should I get that <laughs> tattooed, like on my lower back or something? Like, yes. <laughs> life is an improv. <laughs> or just like yes, yes and.
0: <laughs> <laughs> With um, I know that you said that you've been participating in a lot of like online um, yeah, kind of uh, you, uh events, I guess. Yeah, uh,
2: projects, events, projects, work. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Now that everything's opening up. And I know a big issue that people sometimes have when they move locations is that like their group of connections isn't as broad. So they aren't able yeah. to like get in really right in with that industry or that, um, that community right away. Yeah, with things opening up more now in Vancouver, are you finding it challenging to like get into spaces to perform or have you come to any kind of roadblocks at all?
2: I, I mean, sort of twofold. Cause in some ways I feel because it's been a pandemic there hasn't been that sense of like socializing in and around events. Like there would still be events happening half capacity or, but like that sense of wanting to talk to other people and actually network isn't there right now. And I think that's been, I feel like that is actually integral to kind of the artist's experience. It's like, it's not just about going to the show. It's about like who are you going with before the show? You know, like maybe it's somebody that you want to work with or who are you talking to after? And I don't mean it in like a schmoozy business way. I mean it in like (laughs) a, it's coming from a place of like, I think that's what artists need to do to solidify the experience. It's like, Mm. oh, like you saw this piece of art, but like what were all the other Mm -hmm. relationships and stuff happening that go along with that night that you had or whatever. So I feel like Mm. that was missing. And yeah, so in some senses, no, I feel like I haven't. It's been like developing an online presence more than an in Vancouver presence. However, <laughs> um, I have been playing at Water Street Cafe, which is this like, it's right across from the, the steam clock in Gastown. So like Cobblestone Road, super cute. Um, and they do live music there every night of the week, or if not, yeah, seven or six days wow. a week. And I just... I actually randomly submitted Lady Deity to them back in September, like when it was kind of fresh out. And I was just like, Hey, I'm I'm an artist. This is what I did this summer. Would you be looking to book anybody? And they booked me for a show in November and then in December and then January, but January was canceled because of Omicron. But like now I will be playing there like every Saturday night. Um, every two months on a Saturday night so like once yeah. every eight weeks which is like it's actually the first like recurring music spot I've ever had like mm-hmm. even between Toronto or here so yeah it's like I, I'm very hopeful that there will be more of that type of connection and things happening from right. from that yeah yeah
0: and also like a perfect way to ease into it every eight weeks especially because
2: you are working to yeah exactly like full-time day jobs as well right yeah like having because we had talked about doing a monthly and then I was like oh that's like because and I I try to push myself to learn a lot of new material for each show too so mm-hmm. it's like oh four weeks that's not a lot of time <laughs> 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 yeah, a whole um, like 275 minute long shows it's actually wow. quite lot. that's a lot yeah it's a long set for for Saturday nights yeah whoa wow that's wild because you basically play for like one the dinner service and then Mm. people clear out and then there's a second like dinner service as well Mm, so it's seating yeah 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 and it's always so dependent on like who's in the audience too because some people are having like a super intimate anniversary dinner and like (laughs) other people are having like a big family get together like (laughs) so it's always like how do I how do I read this room I don't know yeah
0: (laughs) And, like, what are your music choices?
2: (laughs) Yeah, right? Like, (laughs) anywhere from, like, an acoustic
0: version of Toxic to, like... (laughs) Yeah, no, seriously. (laughs) Like, the Bahamas, you're like,
2: I don't even know, to Lady Deity, like... (laughs) Totally, yes. (laughs) I realized too, that as a musician, you can never have too many covers in your back pocket. Like... Oh, yeah. It's always... Because you always have some, like, usually drunk person that's like, can you play, like... I, like I don't even know what song. What's that song? What a, Uptown Girl, Free Bird. I don't know. Yeah, Uptown. Can you play Uptown Girl? It's like oh my god. Yeah.
1: <laughs> What's like that one that like? Um, oh, I mean, it's, it's like at almost at the end of the night. Almost that the Den used to play Rainy in Calgary. It was the same song oh, every time. Believing?
2: Yes. Oh, <laughs> Journey.
0: That, Journey. That was what you couldn't remember. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
2: journey <laughs> is offended right now yeah uh, how they're dare fine you? they're making <laughs> every drunk royalties probably. At-, <laughs>
0: at 145 is offended right now <laughs> yeah
2: <laughs> last call cue <Q> journey yeah <laughs> actually though
0: um i mean, a little bit off topic but i personally find closing times a better a better last song of yes. the night but yes. yes yeah hot
1: take hot take sitting yes. in like nail right on the head that one (laughs) it really does yeah
0: um I had a question about I kind of want to go back to the talking about visibility project yeah um because there was a name like Priyanka attached to it Mm -hmm. and because like her name was so huge in Canada last year and the year before that I mean it still is obviously but she was really having a moment in that time Did you feel any pressure to feel, to create something that really represented her and her brand? Or did you feel any pressure that you had to like being around her all the time? How how did that go, that relationship?
2: I, first of all, like I love Priyanka. Like as soon as I met her out of drag, just like over Zoom, I was like, oh, you seem like somebody I went to theater school with. Like she's really just like, another artist from Ontario, you know, like, she's, she's super grounded and lovely, Um, and the way that it kind of worked was, like, we set up mentorship sessions, um, like, she kind of oversaw the project, and then was mentoring kind of on a weekly or, like, bi-weekly basis, so Mm -hmm. because it was such a fast project, to be honest, there were so many decisions being made every day that, like, not necessarily... Priyanka was like involved in directly, mm-hmm. but she was like super supportive of just whatever felt most authentic for us. Like it it was really lovely in that sense. Like, I remember her just I played her like the demo of Lady Deity, like right at the beginning of July. And she was just like, oh, she's like, this is so smooth and sexy and fun. And like, and she was just like, I want you to just lean into like just how beautiful it is, like, because she was, like, hearing you talk, you clearly just love to connect with people, I want that to be so present in your video, Mm -hmm. like, I want it to feel as if everybody's, everybody's melting away, and I was, like, that's Mm -hmm. exactly what it is, like, I feel like there was never, we always just both kind of knew what the vision that I had was, so that, um, yeah, like, it was, it was awesome, and, like, she would share stuff on her stories, she even shared my show at Water Street in November, which was, like, Months after the visibility mm. project had happened, like she was literally like, Go see Cieski in Vancouver. I'm like, What? That's so so lovely. So, like, yeah, it was honestly the only thing about the Visi project was just how fast it was. Like, yeah. it was just like, I wish that I could have had the luxury of time of working on it from like March or something until
0: right, totally August.
2: Um, but I'm really happy with like what was created and super grateful to have had Priyanka's just like energy and enthusiasm. Queer Collective was also really, really supportive. Like most of the photo shoot stuff that I've posted from that, I shot at Queer Collective's studio in Toronto when I was there. And they just like were super helpful being like, you can shoot this here. It's no problem. And like
0: did they fly yeah. you here or did you
2: have to pay like out of your project grant or like, how did that go? I did. Budget? It was really unfortunate uh, timing for flights because it was like August long weekend is when I it was the only time that I could manage the time to book off work. The song was ready to record vocals. Like, yeah. So no, like I paid for my flight out of pocket. The intention was to use the grant, but I needed the grant, uh, for everything else. Like you, it's so funny. You think that it's going to be so much money or I did, I was naive. I was like, Oh my God, this is crazy. And then you oh start God, like yeah. doing all these costs. Right. And you're like, Oh, it's like, it's gone. Yeah. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. Yeah. It's gone." And then yes. suddenly, yeah. So can no, I, I paid. Yeah. Can I ask how much money it was? Oh, my flight. No, no, <laughs> it no, no. no. The like, grant, the grant. Oh, the grant was $5,000. Okay. So yeah. Roughly, you know, like 2,000 of that was for just the music stuff, recording, production, mastering, mixing. And then the other uh, portion of that was, yeah, for the video, but you've Mm -hmm. got like location, you have a director, choreographer, talent, um, makeup, videographer, (laughs) editing, editing, like, yeah, yeah. And editing. Yeah. So it was just like, when you think about it you're like oh okay that was actually just like uh this amount of money for this project so yeah so this is this thing of like where I feel like I'm stuck between the two cities because if I had filmed it here you know like I wouldn't have had to the fly myself back to Toronto but like it ended up being really beautiful for me to have like a moment that I was seeking to find in Toronto in right. Toronto like it was nice to kind of have that moment there with all those artists that I'd made connections with mm-hmm.
0: I before we wrap I did want to ask so you're working two jobs right now that are um that are are not artistic focused or they are
2: um so I am working they uh, kind of yes and no so yeah. I work a nine to five for the first time in my life I'm working a nine to five cool. um which is wild but also like there are pros and cons to working shift work and working a nine-to-five so it's nice to kind of step into the other side for a bit so Mm. yeah I'm working a nine-to-five for a a really cool like creative agency so they I'm working as an office manager so I just like oversee um you know snacks maintenance calendars scheduling bookings that kind of stuff um but yeah we do like digital marketing and um installation stuff like experience-based different like marketing stuff and uh yeah so that's what I do kind of during the day and then uh, I also work retail I've worked uh for Lululemon for the past like three years uh which has been actually a really great job um like I I would go on record and say probably the best retail job you could have. Um, (laughs) You worked them over that. Were you doing
0: a similar thing where you were working online for them over the course of the pandemic or were you? No.
2: So some people kind of shifted into that. I actually, so I was working, I've worked at three different locations now. So I was at the time I was at Yorkdale in Toronto. um, And then I shifted to the Eaton Center and then lockdown happened and then I didn't work for like three months and then I was called back to work so I actually was working out of the Eaton Center when it was a complete ghost town like it was the weirdest so mall time. and I was and like working. scary like nobody really wanted to leave or like be in the Eaton Center no. at that point right like, like it was so oh weird yeah. and it like there were full-on just like lines outside of the store and just like that yeah is. like so it was a it was a strange. weird time um but yeah, so I never uh, went to like the virtual side of the company. Um, mm-hmm. And then I transferred out to a location here. So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. During the pandemic, you were also live streaming for, I'd always read the Bigo. Bigo, uh, Bigo. yes. Beigo. So yeah, that was also an interesting time. I, cause at that point I was working Three jobs because I was working for a children's art center as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was doing children's art center retail and live streaming, but like live streaming was probably the most draining job I've ever had. Even though in theory it seemed like, oh, this is kind of the perfect job you could have as a performer who needs virtual work, um, but it ended up breaking down to like an hour a day ish because you had to do thirty hours a month. Yeah. yeah. Um, but your streams, like when I first started, I was like, oh, so could I stream for like 15 hours on my day off and then another 15 hours on another day, but it wasn't structured like that. Like you could only stream for 30 minutes to two hours a day as counting yeah. time. So, so strange. you could do 15 days of two hours a day, which two hours was just too long for me with my other job. So I would end up doing an hour a day, 30 days, <laughs> so literally a job that just never stopped and like yeah it was yeah it was strange because like people want to get to know the real you because like when you first start streaming I feel like it's like you're new people are just like oh what does she do oh she's a singer cool she's fun to talk to cool but as you've been doing it for a few like a month two months you start to get to the same people that come to your stream and so like relationships develop and there's a lot of emotional labor that goes into it because it's like you're still not being like the real you right like it's an elevated performance that needs to have boundaries but people want authenticity like that's what they want to gift Mm. you for like through that's and I was just like not prepared for the like mental strain of that like and there were times that I enjoyed performing and chatting with people for sure but like there was a time where I was just like, I don't know who I am anymore because I'm acting this person every day for an hour a day. And it's me, but it's not me. Right. And it was totally. yeah. So that's why I say that it was the most like draining job because, you know, in retail or at an art center, I'm still being completely myself. Oh, it's customer service, but like, I'm being completely me. There was a time where I was just like, do I need to be more this way? You start comparing yourself to other people who are doing well on the app. And it's like, Oh, this app is literally an app. Like it's not, yeah, it's not real life. Like would these people come to your show, maybe, maybe not like, (laughs) right.
1: I have so many questions about that, this, and like this specific topic in general, because it's like, Mm -hmm. this is what Twitch is. This is what vlogging is. This is what people going live on um, TikTok is. And like, what yeah. about this like this like boundless or boundaryless space yeah. online Is so appealing to some people yeah
2: I know and like, like as viewers is what you're yeah. saying
1: and to the people doing it maybe okay like mm-hmm. when I think about like OG vloggers like Jenna Marbles right oh. and she mm-hmm. just like laid her life out on the line until she was like I can't handle it anymore and she ghosted mm-hmm. and now she's completely gone
2: yeah, yeah. well that's the thing right because they're you're talking with people and people think that they really know you and then think that they really care about you. Right. And that yes. can like mess with you mentally if you don't have that boundary because you're like, Oh, these people really do care about me. Like, yeah. like that's where I started to get to with it. I was like, and and then your sense of self-worth is also yeah. wrapped into how many viewers did I have? How many gifts did I get? Like on Bego, you could be gifted with beans. <laughs> like they were just Ooh. called beans. They're like scents. Um, and you had to hit. So on top of just the hours, you had to hit a certain amount of beans to be paid by the agency for your time on the app. So like wild, you're not only just presenting an hour a day. It's like you need to Perform. get beans and like what I found was that like certain things would work work for making beans at first. And then yeah. I felt like it was never ending though. It was kind of like, well, oh, she God. did that. So what can she do now? Or like, wow. there was always that sense of like, I felt like it was like monkey dance. Okay. Monkey danced. Well, like yes. what else can monkey do? Like, yeah, yeah. Well, well, that's exactly, that, isn't that kind of exactly what that is that app? Completely. Like, yeah. 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 I mean, oh. there was, there was a range of people. Like there was a group actually of like Toronto artists that is how I got brought into that world originally. And like, so there are people that use the app for different reasons, but uh, yeah, in general, it was just like, it's super strange. Yeah. And I don't know how, like I applaud anybody who has the ability to have boundaries and still feel total sense of self-worth offline, because I don't know if that actually is the case. Like maybe people are just really good at, at hiding that too. But like right. in my experience, I was like, this is a, cause I thought about, okay, if I went to my therapist right now and explained to her and she's like, you know, in her like forties, like, <laughs> would she be able to offer me helpful advice for this? Like, I feel like it's almost a side of support mental health that's maybe not there like people like jenna marbles like was she able to go to a therapist and explain what her situation was like and, well i would hope know. so
0: being in la there's got to be I someone mean, that realizes yeah. in that i don't <laughs> totally like
1: no. but yeah, it's also maybe, so new right yeah.
2: that's what like, i mean the last like, 10 years maybe yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. and people yeah, that, on tiktok too like all the time Because in addition to working for this app i was working on their sister app which was like tiktok but different like the same just like creating short videos and like Uh that was weird too because like your videos had to be qualifying but like the qualifications were literally loose like they would just change they would decide that one of your videos didn't qualify one did so then it's like you're putting in all this time and energy into creation trying to do what feels good like just make a video that makes you happy or makes you laugh and then being like oh it wasn't qualified. Again, Mm -hmm. it's, like, a hit to yourself, like, worth. Why? Yeah. What am I? Yeah. And I just, yeah, I reached a point where I was, like, I think I would actually be happier working another, like, in-person, tangible energy job. Because that was the thing. You just gave so much energy Mm -hmm. out to a screen and only receiving comments in return or, like, trolls in return. and Oh, I can't imagine. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And I'm then you like,
0: like shut it off and just go and sit in your apartment. And you're like, I don't know what's going on.
2: That's, that was <laughs> yeah. the weirdest thing. Yeah. You'd be like, yeah. okay, like, bye. Thank you like, so much for watching. Like click. And then you're just like, okay. Like, oh
1: man, it's like <laughs> such a black mirror episode. Yeah. It's completely. <laughs> yeah. It really, really it was. Yeah. Oh gosh. I have yeah. like, I kind of want to like an impo- or propose an impossible question that mm-hmm. maybe we could all answer. Why do we think this, like, way of performing, live streaming, Twitch, TikTok, Reels, whatever, is like, become so embedded in what everybody does right now? Like, why does everybody vlog their entire fucking day? I think that there was early success in it, right?
0: right? Like, there was people who, like, had YouTube channels that, like, became these, like, icons who are so rich and famous that, like, everybody just found that, like, oh, I can just vlog my day all day and... People will and be interested that, and I'll get rich and famous. I don't know.
1: But well, like because everybody's people, doing it.
0: Is everybody getting now rich it's not. and famous off it? Well, I think yeah. that's the thing is that now it's like impossible. I mean, not impossible, obviously, but like there are these like big TikTok names, like these Dixie and Addison Ray's, and all these people who are super famous on TikTok. Like if that's not going to ha- I mean, it, it would be rare if for someone to get big on TikTok as big as they did again, I think. Hmm. Because they were in so early in the app maybe unless you find
2: a niche yeah even then to get to that
1: point too like sorry 10 million followers yeah of course that's insane well I was
2: gonna say with like following count like if you hit a certain amount of followers um there it's wild the work that it's opened up for people who manage influencers I actually know totally a lot of folks who work for companies that manage influencers or manage like social media marketing stuff and it's like that's wild to me because it's like oh it, yes. you look at somebody who's like one image online and it's like they're not even they there's probably 10 people working behind them like actually yes. deciding what their videos are going to be it, it's it, yeah. starting out of course it's like authentic and yeah. i don't know and what is it is it because we is it voyeurism like do humans like <laughs> the thing with like like everybody's day right like do people just like watching people it's weird, right? Like, but it it's weird. so contrived. And so the thing that like <laughs> baffles me, that's such a like high idea is like, there is a brand in not having a brand, like, do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like people who seem like they are too cool for school, like they're just authentic, they don't have a brand. I feel like that is a brand in itself. Like what oh, isn't yeah. a brand? Cause yeah. everything is brandable. Like, mm-hmm. yes. It's so weird that the industries that have opened up around
1: influencers yeah. and on specific platforms and do, when you say no brand, do
2: you mean like they don't have a social media presence? So they're like really cool. Like I, yeah, like maybe they're, <laughs> or, or like they have a social media where they delete everything. Like they only Ugh. post one photo every, and then there's nothing else though. Or like their whole social media is like non-filtered cool photos like which yeah. I like enjoy this brand but I'm still like it's a brand right like it's it is you're choosing to not apply a certain color code or filter or like, yeah it's
1: still an Whatever, aesthetic though right? you're still pushing for an aesthetic yeah. that you think is you yeah. which is still yeah, your, yeah. yourself well, and
2: you're branding yourself right I think that's what the weird thing about working in the position that I'm in right now is like I've seen a little bit now of the other side like the the business influencer managing social media marketing that side of things that's so strange because I'm like oh as a performer it's like you just want to create a brand so that you have a bigger platform to literally share your art with more people that's so that I know that some recognize you yeah like that's why most artists would like to build their platform but it's like there are other people who have different intentions or like I don't know it's crazy it just keeps (laughs) going and I feel like it all comes back to like money and like the crazy thing is that we are all commodities in it like whenever you post on Instagram even if it's for yourself you're still helping an algorithm to sell a shirt like yeah it's (laughs) and like I mean yeah I I actively participate in social media so I do not like speak badly of it but it's just it's so never-ending right like it's I yeah. don't know yeah and you don't Love really it.
0: understand like what the limit will ever be because it just keeps going deeper and deeper like it really felt like we peaked for a little bit with Instagram and Twitter and everything yeah. and
2: yeah. then all of a
0: sudden TikTok hit and we were like oh god I know. Oh. <laughs> like when millennials talking- were like
2: huh I know <laughs> and I was talking to somebody the other day being like do you think TikTok has hit its peak because like tbt to vine like i feel like vine yeah. hit its peak really fast and then just died oh so yeah so i wondered i was like has tiktok and the answer that i got was like absolutely not like i agree the amount of people right the managers the influence directors yeah. that are now involved like there's just too much money involved i think for it to slow down any momentum right now
1: yeah, yeah vine totally. was just like too early for was like too ahead of its time really yeah and it was yeah. like too like Tumblr cool
2: oh my god <laughs> <Tumblr
1: cooler. laughs> but actually
0: um we do have to ask you a question yes yeah is
2: being an artist fucking killing you <laughs> the question of the hour it is, yes. um, I guess the answer is yes and no like you, because it is an absolute roller coaster like in the moments where Everything is aligning. Like in the visibility project last summer, I was like, this is 100% aligned with my values, my goals, my vision, my artistry, all aligned. But there are so many moments where it's like, you're working three jobs to support yourself. If people know you for that work and don't know you for your artistic work. And it's like draining, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's a difficult question. Yes, yes, no, no, yes. Mm. Yes, no, and. yes, no. We'll see. <laughs> yes. Life's yes, end, yes, And <laughs> yeah. that's my answer. Yes, and because there's a dot dot dot. There's <laughs> always <laughs> more.
0: Amazing. Um, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank if people want to you. find you, where do they
2: find you? Uh you can, can find Instagram. me on Instagram at CSG underscore at the end. Um, and on Spotify, Siaski, and on Facebook slash Siaski Music.
0: There we go. Perfect. Awesome. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Everybody go check her out on Spotify. Great. (laughs) Thank you so much. This was lovely. Thank you for meeting with us. It's so, I mean, like, I know you're in the middle of your work day.
2: <laughs> um, it has been you... a great start. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just like, my brain is like
0: firing. I'm ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you have any questions about today's episode, if you wanted to give us a shout out, do whatever you want, leave us a review, go to iTunes, Spotify, Patreon, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Honestly, Facebook still, really. Um, and uh, thank you so much. <laughs> And we will see you next week.
1: Help, help, prods, but no trolls, please. No trolls. I no can't handle it right now.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> no. Thank you so much. And we
0: will see you next time. Bye.